astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to the Mom and Me podcast. Today we're talking about feng shui and its relevance to the front door. Joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. I'm excited about today's topic. You know what? It's a great topic. Everyone can benefit from this topic. Everyone can benefit. And the things that we're going to talk about today are things that you can go out and do. This afternoon. Right now. Yeah. And there's not even that much cost with some of the things that we're going to talk about. I agree totally. Very manageable. So for the people that maybe don't subscribe to feng shui or maybe are a little confused thinking it's just directional or how do I even get started with feng shui, today we're going to talk about it in just a very common sense manner. This should just seem very easy to digest. And I think that's one of our big goals, I think, with feng shui over the years is to make it relevant for everyone, regardless of your religious background, regardless of your upbringing. Exactly. Exactly. We're trying to just, um, the home is a reflection of yourself. Just first of all, that is, that may be difficult for some to hear yeah. because they don't like what's going on in their home, but you kind of have to accept it. And on that premise, if you can go there, then what we're going to talk about makes so much sense. Absolutely. And because to what you said about that people might not want to digest that thought that the home is a reflection (laughs) of themselves. There's some dates I don't want to own mine either. (laughs) Yeah, but it can be very overwhelming to think of the home as a whole. And so breaking it down by areas of the home can make it super digestible to go and just tackle these few things. Excellent point. And not, you know, just like if you're decluttering and you think I have to declutter the whole whole home versus just let's focus on a drawer today. Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. Okay, okay let's have take a baby step then. Okay, so when we talk about the front door of the home, and most of you are probably already living in a home, but we do like the front do- you, we do like the front door to be seen from the street. Well, you want to find the door, right? I mean, whether it's an apartment home, town home, a penthouse, you know, detached house, whatever type of home it is, You want people to find your door. You want your door to be visible. Right. And the reason behind that is because the door is like the mouth of the home. It's really where all of the energy enters the home. Right. Right. And so how the energy enters the home is in a reflection of how it lives in the home. So just to give an example, if someone is very frustrated trying to find your door, when Uh they step into your home, they're going to be in a flustered mood yeah and so why didn't you tell me that your door that your building was behind the other building or why didn't you mention this or that right so we want the energy to flow as easily and calmly into the home so again that's not something necessarily people can change but if you are right now searching for a home that is something to to consider so now let's talk about things that we actually have control over once we're in the home So I think one of the things when we talk about feng shui, everyone's like, oh, that means that you have to have a red door, right? Yeah, you don't have to have a red door. You don't have to, but the idea behind having a red door is that it's easy to find. It catches the eye. Yeah. It's no different than a guy driving a red sports car 
or a woman putting on a red dress. They know they're going to be seen. And where the eye goes, energy goes, correct? Right. So I, even at my age, if I see a red sports car and I'm talking to someone, I have a tendency for my eye to drift and follow that red sports car down the road. And so we want that same concept for the door by painting it red, that it's going to capture the attention of mm-hmm. all of this great energy and chi flowing around the world. That's right. It's a little bit selfish in yeah. that look at me. But, you know, when people look at you, they are sending you energy. Right. And so I do have some people sometimes ask, does it have to be red? And I've counseled some clients with different colors, but it's like a color that stands out based on maybe the color palettes that they're allowed based on their HOA. I mean, there's different things that can come into play. There's limitations. Some people's house would not look good with a red door. Many look very sharp with a red door. You know, yellow doors, green doors. The point is we want your door to be distinctive and of course, becoming to your house. Yes. But by default, red, shades of red are oftentimes the most popular. Yeah. And if you're going to go out and paint your red door today, based on our podcast, make sure to prime your door. We have seen (laughs) stories. We have some stories. stories. It it looks like a, um, a crime scene sometimes if you don't paint. Must prime. Must prime. Must prime. So the second one would be, um, the second thing to amplify the front door would be a welcoming mat. It sounds so, it sounds overly simple, doesn't it? It does. Too simple. So we want a welcoming mat that's clean. Yeah. We want one that um, is pretty comparable to the size of the front door width-wise. Yes. If you have double doors, do not go out and get the little, you know, uh, three-foot, you know, what mat. No, you need something bigger. Yeah. You need the six-footer, you know, you need the five-footer, I think is what they are. But the point is, if you have a little regular door, fine, you can get away with that. Don't have a double door and then one little singular mat in front of it. Yeah. We want to, the idea is um, uh, we want double prosperity. Double doors are very, considered very good, auspicious in feng shui. So we want to carry that doubleness through with a large mat. And something about the welcoming mats is recently I've seen all these cute mats on Etsy that say, you know, go away if you don't have tacos or, you know. Or some sort of about a cat. A cat lives here that's mean or, you know, some very threatening kind of humor, dark humor. There's some humor in them. um, But we really want something that's just either says welcome. Maybe it has your, I've seen people put their initials on the doors, just plain with floral print. Yes. That's the preference when yes. it comes to... And, you know, the default sometimes is when you uh, buy a home or you move into a rental, oftentimes there's a, uh, there's a doormat there. It was yep. left from somebody else, and hey, it's in pretty good shape. And so, you know, you kind of think, I'll put up with that for a while. I really encourage to change it out. Yeah. Break the energy from the previous tenant or owner. Yeah, and if you have a welcome mat maybe that you've had for a little bit, go out and just sweep it. Shake right? it out. Shake it yeah. out. Get the debris out. Yeah, and while you're there, hose off the front door. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the next thing we're going to talk about is the clutter to the front door. And I know that sounds probably, again, <laughs> just a very common thing, but especially if you have children, um, if you have a garden hose in the front door, that sometimes, you know, there's an obstacle course to get to the front door. We're stepping over bikes. We're stepping over the hose. Uh, maybe we've yes. left some things out. 
And sometimes we just get carried away, don't we, Kate? With, you know, cute things we find. Oh, that looks so cute by the front oh. door. And we start setting too many things out. Yeah. And too many pots with that are empty, nothing in them. Oh, but yeah. We intend to put something. I'm going to put, oh, yeah, I got them out spring. I'm going to put some flowers in it. And here it is, you know, August, September. And we've never done it yet. So. Or they put the flowers in them and they just die. And then they die. <laughs> and then they leave them there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, so... Uh, the front door is your handshake. Another great oh, yeah. language to use it. So, you know, nobody wants a wilted plant, a bunch of, uh, you know, extra things kind of sitting around that area. Keep it clean, keep it complementary to your color scheme. So we are going to talk about pots um, around the front door. You know, I we typically talk, talk to clients about putting a pot on either side of the door nice. or a statue on either side of the door. So if you don't have a green thumb or... You know, the watering, you don't have the watering system figured out. It's okay to put, you know, two gazing balls or two statues on either side of the door to really, to frame it. And it brings more attention to the door as well. And it's a great alternative when you can't paint the door. You cannot, for whatever reason. Uh, we want to put weight around the door. The weight is the idea of, again, it, it builds a presence. The front door is stronger. So therefore, more people see it. And you know what happens when you look at something and you like it? You gaze at it, right? If you don't like something, you immediately, you know, you turn away, you're on to the next thing. Think of when you're shopping in the in the marketplace, you see something, oh, I like it. And you go back to it a couple of times, look at it. That's the energy we want, the magic that you want around your front door. Yeah, it is. Um, and we'll talk about one other thing when it comes to the front door, and then we're going to kind of change gears a little bit with this is that you want a doorbell that's working. Oh my gosh. <laughs> knock, knock, you know? Yeah. I, I've been in a couple homes that the doorbell doesn't work. Yeah. And it's like, they're just missing out on opportunities. Missing out. The doorbell is there for a reason to call you to the door. Call, come, something's happening at my front door. Maybe a package has been delivered. Maybe someone wants to talk to me. Um, I understand there's a tendency for some people not to be interrupted these days, but you must have a functioning doorbell. Yeah. I've worked with clients where, of course, I'm there for the appointment, ring the doorbell, no one comes, right? Yeah. And then yeah. you think, you know, then you as the guest, Think maybe I didn't press the doorbell hard enough. I did not press that exactly. <laughs> so like you press it again. Then after the second pressing, you're thinking, I don't dare press it again because right. now they're thinking I'm impatient and demanding they come to the door quickly. Now I generally then I get on my phone and then I call them. Oh, I'm at your front door. Oh, yeah. I'll be right down. Yeah. And then I get and they open the door. And go, oh, my doorbell doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. We're just. Totally missing out on opportunities. And you know what? It was very ballsy at the time, but I would say, oh, I, I suspect you're, are you happy at work is what I would generally start. Is work uh, maybe one of the reasons why I'm here today? And they go, yeah, how'd you know? I said, well, because your doorbell doesn't work. You're not taking any opportunity. You're not hearing opportunity. You're not hearing someone talk about, oh, there's a job opening going on down there, or there's an opening, you could apply for that here within our company. Yeah. They're, they're immune to the clues or the opportunities, the handouts that are being offered to them. And, and it's just hilarious yeah. about what they happened after they got their doorbell fixed. They heard opportunity. 
Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you don't even know if your doorbell is not working. <laughs> maybe <laughs> go out and check yeah, your yeah, to go yeah. out and check let's, your doorbell to see if it's working. A, let's have a monthly test here of the doorbell to make sure. And also, it's certainly possible sometimes the doorbell doesn't ring well. If you have in a larger space, sometimes you can't hear it in certain rooms. But try to address those issues because, again, the front door is opportunity. You want to hear it. You want to respond to it. Absolutely. So what about the people that don't use their front doors right now because the garage door is the big thing? That's terrible. That's terrible. Right? And one, most people would think that's a good thing because their garage doesn't have any clutter and they have the cars in there, right? Mm -hmm. That's typically when Mm -hmm. we're using the garage door versus the front door. And so a couple things, we can apply some of these same tools that we've been talking about to the garage door. So painting the garage door red. You now you're talking about the inside I, door, right? I right, the inside door yeah, to paint, the house. Yeah, painting that red or putting a um, table, or not a tablecloth, a, a doormat there. Yeah. But what about like assigning a task to the front door to ensure that the clients are using their front door? Even if you are parking in the garage, that you know, okay, every time I check the mail, I'm going to go through the front door. Or every time that I walk the dog, I go through the front door. Yeah. Um, I think that's what's nice about having plants on the the porch then right. is that they you call know you out there to I, water water me or whatever look I, at me yeah I have to go to um, the front door in order to water those plants so that would, would create movement through the front door in case you're not using it on a regular basis there's an old saying he who controls the front door controls the house Oh, okay. Think about that one. Okay. Because if it's the um, door-to-door salesperson that's coming by, that's ringing the doorbell all the time, so to speak, and using the front door. Yeah. You want you want to claim back again. I've got a great story being in someone's home, and um, she didn't have keys to the front door. Oh. Didn't have keys to the front door, and I didn't, and that boggled my mind initially. And she goes, well, she goes, I gave my key to my son and this and that. Everyone had a key, but she didn't keep one for herself. She goes, I don't need one because I go in and out the garage door. Okay. Now, it went getting a little deeper into that story. These were adult age children. Oh. So sponging off of her, kind of living, you know, in between relationships, moving, being able to move in, being very fluid, having yeah. a second home away from home, so to speak. Um uh, and she had suffered a major loss of her husband in the prior years, and she was a workaholic. And oh my gosh, she it was it was there was a lot of sad aspects to the story. She had no control about her front door. Okay, so that's... it was, and she called me up. I mean, you know, it takes effort for people afterwards to you know make a point. She, Mary, I went down to the locksmith the next day, got a, a copy of the key for my son, made copies. And she said her life, I mean, her life, it was unbelievable even to me. She yeah. got a relationship. She met someone. Oh, my gosh. You know what I mean? It just opened up her life. So all of a sudden she had a life besides all this, you know, being the doormat, so to speak, that she had been. Yeah. Her life turned around. And she was. She thanked me profusely for wow. telling her to get a key to that front door. Get a, get a handle on what's going on in your house. Yeah. He controls the front door controls the house that's a great one look at that relationship i mean we're not even talking about the relationship no, corner. Talking, no that i that's what that was a surprise yeah. i was just expecting her to get an opportunity her self-esteem to rise up yeah well it rose up so well that she got a relationship yeah like immediately that's a great story well so i'm going to go back to something else that you said about 
controlling the front door and about having um, solicitors show up. Yeah. So this is a little bit controversial about having a sign on the front door that says no soliciting and what that might be saying to the world. I know. That's a, that's a difficult one because there's many times I'd like to slam a no soliciting right. sign on my front door. Absolutely. I never have. I haven't either, even though absolutely I don't want anyone coming to my door. That you, that I don't. Oh know. boy, here we go. Here's someone really open and feng shui. Kate. Okay, I don't want. Yeah, I don't want anyone coming to my front door trying to sell me something. Right, right. And I get it. I mean, I understand. I'm not. I'm, it's not the worst all, but you can't have that no soliciting sign and other issues around your front door. Right. And so maybe just to clarify why we might tell a client remove that is because we're sending a negative out to the world saying no and so you know opportunity right does opportunity know how to read you know just seeing this don't come to the door how even just I said I don't want anyone coming to my door and that's not actually a true statement well here's the deal it could be one of those checks that they used to do on the tv when they show up to your door with a big check (laughs) (laughs) we hope yeah but here's another analogy the front door is breathing, breathing in, you know, and you know, we go through our day and not everyone is the most polite or not everyone is someone that we want to become best friends with, but you go through the day and there are points that are just totally delightful, you know, and beneficial. So the idea of putting no, the word no, any N-O by the front door is not encouraged because, you know, it is part of life. We're not what we're talking about does not guarantee perfection, right? No. It doesn't guarantee a perfect life. doesn't say you're going to be a billionaire. You paint your front door, you clean your front porch, or you fix the doorbell, but you'll see movement, breath. And we always say, is he breathing? You know, is a, you know, you, the, we have a baby. You, what do you do? You go in and you put your hand on make sure they're, okay, they're breathing, they're good. You know what I mean? It's a, we want life. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And that no word starts shutting it down. Yeah. Well, so, okay, so you just kind of recapped everything about the front door, things to set you, you up for success. So the red door, a welcome mat, no clutter to get to the door, um, having a doorbell that works. One thing that we didn't actually talk, talk about yet is having a functioning door. So oh, yes. we talked about the doorbell, but like what about the locks or... I was in a home one time where we couldn't get out of the house unless she unlocked the door with two keys. And I guess that's a common thing. I had yeah, never seen it before. Yes. And it kind of scared me because yes. she was struggling for us to get out of her home for me mm-hmm. to leave the consultation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was, if it, it was difficult for yeah. her to even accept opportunity because it took her so long to get the door open. If someone was on the other side of mm-hmm. the door, they might have left by the time that she got to the door and was able to unlock it. A real hindrance, isn't it? Yeah. Doors in general are opportunity. That's generally their association. So when you have to fiddle around with a secret shake, you have to do oh, yeah. the doorknob or hold it a certain way. Yeah. This is a little bit laughable, but years ago I was functioning someone's office and it was just a one room office so off of a corridor and he hadn't been there too long and I just at the end just said as I'm getting ready to leave I go to leave you know open the door to leave and it doesn't open <laughs> and I, of course you know I'm trying to be cool and shake it again a little right. bit thinking my I just didn't 
turn it somehow. And he goes, oh, 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 yeah, yeah, that's a problem. I looked at him and I go, I go, that's opportunity. No, you know, wonder I am here. This is the most important thing. It was the closing minutes of me going out the door, having done the consultation to find out the door jams. And he's been a number of times where he's (laughs) he's locked in his office. You know, he can't get out, so to speak. So needless to say that, and, and you know, where Kate does and I do it as well, is you have to start translating. What does that mean? Yeah. Is work tying him down? Is it overwhelming him? He can't get out of it. He can't manage it. Yeah, it's the symbology of translating what's going on in the physical home to what's going on in the person's life. And Again. as you hear us talk about feng shui, you know, we talk about, you know, sometimes the home changes and then it affects our lives or sometimes we change and then it affects the home's life and it can it can go either way but there is absolutely a a parallel there and so coming in and a lot of these people we've never met we don't know anything about them this is kind of cold turkey walking in on someone's life when you walk into their living space or their office and you're trying it's like almost like a detective or we're putting together the pieces and thinking like what might not be working in their life what might be overwhelming them what might be a hindrance to them based on what the home's telling us, like a home whisper. Yeah, it's a little bit of a home whisper. I like to I've always said, it's this. I'm not saying this because I'm a psychic, because I'm here and I'm getting some bad vibes no. or bad juju here. No, this is the reason. Yeah. And I'm, I, I'm very, and I know you are too, very specific about, and it's identifying points of tension in the home. Right. So what we're talking about today is points of tension around the front door right. or around that interior garage door coming in. Yeah. Yeah. So if it doesn't work, if it's sticking, if you can't get it to lock, if you have to jiggle it, if you have to get the, go find the key to get yourself out, that, <laughs> those, <laughs> me out of my life. Yes, those would be some absolute important things. Like we said, this isn't going to ensure a perfect life, but if you have any of those issues that we just talked about, your life could you could see a turnaround just by fixing um, one of those things. So I think that concludes everything that we have to talk about the front door today. sounds like about an afternoon's worth of work for someone, right? (laughs) People are running to Home Depot right now, getting their second key to get out of their house to to go find a new lock. So we hope you enjoyed today's podcast. We will be doing another episode on the front door, talking about um, homes where you can't find the front door easily from it the street. It sounds impossible, but it's, it's true. We have a I, plethora I, of stories, <laughs> um, maybe more so for entertainment. Um, <laughs> or if you're shopping for a new home, you know, this would be something just good to keep in mind. So yeah, thank you for joining us and we look forward to speaking to you soon. Take care. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe so you get all of our notifications. And to book an astrology or feng shui appointment, you can find us at www.thekatewind.com or www.maryswick.com. Also, make sure to tune in to my Facebook or Instagram for my weekly horoscopes. You can find me at the underscore Kate Wind.